Hi, welcome to Paris in New York City. In today's episode, I am joined by a very good friend, Mr. Mercado. He is a gorgeous man that is usually judged by his appearance and automatically labeled by women when he meets them, but deep down has a great heart and is not what he seems. So tell us about yourself, Mr. Mercado. <laughs> well, thank you, for, thank you, Paris, for having me. I'm very grateful to be here today. Um, well, I'm an aspiring actor. I'm a father. I am a married man. And, uh, you know, I'm ready to chop it up on this podcast as you talk to me. Okay, okay. I'm glad to hear that. He does have a beautiful, beautiful wife and a baby girl. However, in this episode, we want to hear a man's perspective on modern-day dating. What have your experiences been? And, like, what made you choose her? Because a lot of us women are out here dating and dating and dating. And, you know, it's funny because women always have the first pick, we get to decide who we want to choose, but men have the final pick. They get to decide who they want to spend the rest of their life with because a woman could be with a man for, I don't know, a year, two years, and it never turns into anything more if the man doesn't take that move to propose to her. Hmm. Well, there's one thing I've learned throughout all of my relationships is it takes two people to really make something work. What I'm seeing... Now, like, I look at my relationship and I look at what social media is posting. I look at how superficial and how everything could be bought. A body could be bought. Um, a girlfriend could be bought. A boyfriend could be bought. Like, there's a price for everything. Nobody cherishes family. Nobody cherishes, um, what's the, like, being faithful to just one person. Loyalty. And loyalty. So... You know, you look at all those things and you're just like, I'll give you an example right now. Instagram, perfect example. A beautiful woman like yourself, right? Your DMs get flooded. People hit you up. I know you. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. The viewers don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's for a whole different time. But either way, you know, women get DMs constantly. So it's like some women take it. They don't get that attention. They take it. The egos get inflated. Everything gets confused. But that's it is also men too because men be like, yo, yo, I got all these bitches on my dick. I'm not calling no women bitches. I'm just saying that's just the lingo. Yo, I got all these bitches on my dick. It, it all depends. It, you could get it on both sides. But it takes two people. That's what it boils down to. To make a relationship work, it takes two people. Two people willing to try. Two people willing to work. Two people willing to communicate, respect, and trust each other. And you know what? It's hard. Now it's hard. With everything going on, it's hard. It is. It is. I hear you. I mean, I was in a relationship, and he definitely had his ego inflated because every girl that hit him up <laughs> through DM, he just wanted to, like, just, you know, try it out, see what happens. You know, I actually was hanging out with an old friend who told me he uh, broke up with his girlfriend that he was with for a whole year back in May. And when I asked him what happened, he told me that there was a girl that he always had a crush on that's from out of state, that told him she was coming to New York. So he ghosted his girlfriend of a year that whole night to go hang out with this girl just at a chance of sleeping with her. So he took this girl out, had a whole great time with her, but the girl didn't sleep with him because she wasn't interested. She was just meeting up, like wanted to meet up with someone in New York. And then his girl found out and she left him. So... He lost his girlfriend of a year. He had met her parents. She had met his parents. They had traveled to, like, they had gone on three vacations together. Yeah. And he risked it just for a chance that he might be able 
to get with this other girl that he's always had a crush on, mm-hmm. right? And then now it's been what? I saw him last weekend. It's been what, since May, June, July, August, September, October, five months, mm-hmm. and he's still like super sad about it. He can't get her back. She doesn't trust him. She'll never trust him again. So yeah, that's a perfect <laughs> example of what you just said. <laughs> Yo, first and foremost, like you with somebody, right? Like, all right, the moment you decide to be with that person, like, I don't care you one day in the relationship, I don't care if you two days, I don't care if you a hundred days in, like, the moment you decide to be like, Yo, that's my person, like I'm rocking with you, you decide, like all that other shit of all right, you can see something that may look nice, right? It look it look nice in the street, like some woman to see a man with the yo, he got the big dick and the gray sweatpants. Or yo, <laughs> yo, she shorty on the stairmaster, she got the fatty. Yeah. You look at these different things and er, that's all it's all right. Everybody looks. Everybody looks. I don't there's not one person that that's not gonna sit here and tell me and say, yo, uh, yo, babe, she got a fat ass. Like, and especially if you get to that level with your girl, that's a different story. But everybody looks. But your person is your person. Like, it's not hard. It's just like I said, it's very simple, but it's very hard. And that'll go over a lot of people's heads. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people just give in to the temptation. Mm-hmm. Or they think, like you said, you know, social media makes them feel like the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I asked my followers on Instagram <laughs> if they had any questions they wanted me to ask you, and I have a couple of them. All right. So I'm going to go through a few of them. All right. So the first one is, have you ever tried dating apps, or do you prefer meeting people in person? And do you feel that women are approachable these days in person? Because I'm hearing that a lot of guys feel like it's harder to go up to a woman now versus like five years ago, ten years ago. Well, (laughs) back in the day, I was the hinge master. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean, the hinge master? Oh, my God. It means I was single and I was single. That's 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 my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, <laughs> that's what that's. But, so that means you know, that you were having uh, success on Hinge. You were yeah, meeting people. Listen, listen. You gotta buy the premium. You know what I'm saying? You buy the premium account. <laughs> you get the you get the limited swipes. Now nah, let me stop. This is, it's been like been a couple years, y'all. I'm just this is from what I was doing back in the day. I was looking for love. I'm a hopeless romantic, but you know. Just, All right, so so you were saying then to answer the question that you had better luck on the apps yeah, than I meeting always, people in person. Yeah, I always met good women off a of hinge. I always met a good woman. I, if it was me just either leaving or I was just single and I just wanted to enjoy my life, it was. I always met good women off a of hinge. Yeah, I definitely, oh, okay. definitely did. So you recommend the dating apps then? Yeah, but first things first, have them send a video to you, number one, saying their name and waving because there's a lot of fakes and catfishes out there. Okay. And then two, you know, make sure that you're going to go somewhere mutual where it's not a trap. That Where if you guys don't have fun after that day, you could just go your way, you go your way. Okay. That's it. All right. All right. That's a good idea. But what about meeting people in person? Do you find, like, that's <sighs> harder these days? Or, like, you know, a few years ago when you were single? <laughs> a few years ago when I was single, I got catfished. <laughs> <laughs> but that was not in person then. It was in person I got catfished. I met the person online, and then the online... You meet them in person. So I was looking, and then when I met them in person, they didn't look like them. Oh, okay. <laughs> what What was it that was different from the picture? Was it like, do you think it was like filters or the, the, or was it completely <laughs> different person? The filters definitely got me. Oh, the filters. <laughs> the filters definitely got me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it happens. It happens. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've seen some guys use filters, too, on these dating apps. Yeah. Yeah. But they fucking putting blush on their face, too? You could tell. Their face is way too smooth <laughs> for it to be natural. It's like, this guy has a filter on. You could tell now. Even guys are using them now on the apps. I'm done. So, but yeah, I agree that you're, I have to do what you said, which is like start uh, FaceTime or something, videoing with people. So that way I also know what I'm getting myself into when I go meet them. All right. So another question they asked was, do all men cheat? So I could give you two answers. And the first answer is it depends on the man. It truly depends on the man. You have some men that they really love their wife, their woman, and they see the quality of woman that she is, and they're like, yo, I don't want to fuck this up. And they're like, I don't want to fuck this up. They see it, and then you're just like, imagine praying for something every day. You finally get it. It's like, all right, a man getting a PlayStation 5. He's been wanting this PlayStation 5 for a very, very long time. He finally gets it. <laughs> He's playing with it, playing with it, playing with it. And then the Xbox One comes out. <laughs> and it's like, no, nah, motherfucker, stay with your PS5. Like, <laughs> you got to stay with your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, as you, as you date people, I think it's a blessing that a lot of the relationships that people are in don't work out because you get to learn where you mess up, what you don't like, what you do like, what you're willing to tolerate, what you're not willing to tolerate, right? That is very so, true. So when you finally meet your person, like your person, you're going to make sure like you want to do what you want to do. But at the same time, what's made of meat is meant to bruise. So let's say you're in a room with a naked woman and you can sit here and say, yo, I'm not doing nothing. But if she's touching you, caressing you, and you can't get out that room for 24 hours. With, majority of those motherfucking men are going to fucking give in. <laughs> They're going to tap that ass. <laughs> then you got the the men that are stoic that can do it. But there's very few of us. Okay. Okay. So it depends on the person. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You can generalize a whole group. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So the next question they have is, so the next question that they asked me was, why string a woman along if you know you'll never make her your girlfriend? This is like when you're like dating someone or hooking up with someone and you guys are going on dates, talking every day. And uh, like, why continue that if you know that's not somebody that you will want to become your girlfriend? Well, speaking for myself, I usually date women to get to know them. And I'm not going to make a, a decision, a concrete decision on dating somebody without knowing who they are. You get to see, you, you don't really know a person. You only see a person when... They have money when they're angry or something tragic happens to them. That's when you really know who a person is. So, you know, sometimes you could start off liking somebody a lot. The chemistry could be there, and it just slowly just fizzles away. It just happens. And then you thought that you were going to like this person, but down the line you're dating them and they're doing things you don't like or you did something that they don't like, and it's okay if you just break away. But that's just basically how I would go about it. Okay, yeah, so that makes sense. So, obviously, yeah, you're not going to know from, like, the first day or the second day or even the third or fourth day who a person really is because everybody's always putting, like, their first face forward pretty yeah, much, yeah. like, trying to make the best impressions. And like you said, you really get to know them as time has passed by. So what do you think is, like, a good amount of time? Like, if you're seeing someone every week, like, to be able to know, like, I guess more or so because, right, I'm pretty sure there's still things that you're figuring out about your wife even, even after all this time. Um, like new things about yeah, her yeah. and things that you don't like, et cetera. But because you never really truly know a person. You know, I spent nine years with somebody and I didn't, I realized yeah. that I didn't really know everything about that person. 
You never really so, know who a, a person fully, though. Right, right, exactly. Okay. So, like, what do you think is, like, a good amount of time? Like, let's say I'm dating someone. Um, do I give them, like, three months to, decide, to like, and then pressure them about, like, okay, so where is this going? Okay. Are we in a, do you see yourself with me? Or do I give it six months? Because, you know, time... So the time is important. Yeah, the the time, right? It's I think it's just about actions, really. Okay. You see, like women like action. Women like men who take charge. Women like to be in the feminine. So if a man is a man of action, he's not gonna tell you. He's gonna show you. He's gonna show you, like, yo, he's gonna grab you, your mind. This is like you like not in a possessive way, but like if listen, if you sleeping over my house, if we're having unprotected sex. If we are dating and we're hanging out all the time, we're we're together without a title. But then after that, it's just we're just fucking. So you know what happens when you want to be with somebody is like you just said, what are we doing? What's going on? Like what are we gonna make it happen? And some guys might get turned off on it, but the woman should bring it up because at the end of the day, some men if they see that woman's about to leave and they really feeling her and he's afraid. Sometimes we don't even know. Sometimes women can hide that shit better than men do. Men, women, women are master deceptors, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> and I mean that in a good and a bad way. But it, 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 you know, uh huh. me. You know what I'm saying? No, that's true. That's true. So women should bring it up because sometimes yeah. the man isn't even aware yeah. that the woman may want this to go further is what you're saying. And then, so women should vocalize what they want. And that and communicating. Like if a woman vocalizes it, like express it. Don't just think that we're going to read your mind and understand you. Like if you're telling me I'm being cold, okay, what the fuck is cold? Am I not kissing you? Am I not hugging you? Like, I need to know these things so I can fix them and what can I do to make the relationship better? And that doesn't make me soft. That doesn't make me a bitch. It means I'm a man who has removed his ego and like, yo, I know my relationship with my woman is bigger than all the other extra bullshit. Okay. All right. All right. So I like that. So you heard that, ladies. Definitely have to vocalize what your expectations are because we can't expect that men should know everything that we're thinking. Or what is it even that we want, right? Because women also have the choice. Like, if you've already been dating someone for a long time, also, they they don't know if we actually really, really like them, yeah. right? Because maybe we've gotten into arguments. Maybe there are things that we express that we didn't like about them already. So that's actually a very good point. I, I, I have to take that advice myself because I tend to think like, oh, he should... No, it's Sunday. Why isn't he hitting me up to take me out on a date? <laughs> you a know, but maybe it, yeah. maybe I it, need to vo- vocalize that. A lot of it, you don't know how many times I've dated women in the past, and it was a girl that I, I knew I liked. I was feeling, I'm not going to say the name, back in the days. But I remember <laughs> I was and I was like, all right, I'm going to text her. But then I was kind of shook because I said, you know, you know what? I don't want to feel like I'm thirsty. I don't want her to think like I'm on her bones. So... I didn't text her to the nighttime. She's like, yo, why didn't you text me? Like, I was I was waiting for you to text me, but I explained to her, and I told her, I was like, yo, I didn't text you because this is what I was feeling, this is what I was thinking, and I didn't want to feel stupid. I was like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, I have the looks. I have, I am who I am at the end of the day. But when you like somebody, you like somebody. You get the butterflies. Every person gets those fucking feelings. I don't, let me tell you something. <laughs> the, the fucking thugs cry, gangsters cry. Everybody, yo, yo, yo I'm feeling sure. Yo, yo, I like her. Like, 
Everybody has those feelings. You can't hide from that shit. That should have come at you like karma is over for you, bro. <laughs> over. That is right. That is right. When you feel it, you feel it. And the thing is that we don't feel it for just everybody. There are some people sometimes that we meet that are like the perfect package <sighs> on paper. And we wished we felt, you know, more for them. And it's just you can't, you can't, you can't help it, you know? Sometimes you just, it is what it is. And then there's some other people that you meet and the feeling, those butterflies are like coming out of everywhere. They're coming out of your ears because you just feel it all through your body, right? With just like a small touch, like a grace of your fingers. And you're like lit. <laughs> it's like, it's like that, that breeze that hits your back and it makes your nipples hurt. Like, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly like that, you know? Like when and you come out the shower, you chemistry. like... chemistry. <laughs> That's Yo. chemistry, though. It's, a fact. it's chemistry. So, all right. So, the next question we have is, what should a man provide slash take care of in a relationship? Okay. So, I feel like you're going to give a different answer because you're an alpha male. But mm. 90, I feel like a lot of men these days are not like you. Well. But I still want to hear your opinion. So, like, I, I just see what's on social media and a lot of the expectations of women nowadays, fucking delusional. Fucking yeah. delusional. Like, you won't take, I don't want to go here. I don't want to do this. But you you making $45,000 a year. You have more. And you're not even, like, you have a more thing. You have a, what is it, lash tech. I'm a dental assistant. I know, yeah, I'm going to probably catch a lot of slack for this. <laughs> but titles don't even matter at the end of the day. But it's like, women, some women want this. I want this man to be six foot, six foot two, eight inch dick, fucking jacked up, making two hundred and fifty grand a year. Mama, <laughs> like, it sounds like my woman's group chat. Yo, <laughs> that's and, literally like, oh, and, he's five eleven. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta lot, cross him off the list because he's five eleven. But then it's like you gotta take a look at yourself in the mirror and you be like, yo, like, what's going on here? Right. The, it's the expectations. The expectations is what's <laughs> is what's killing it. And as a man, first and foremost, all right. As a man, if you're in a committed relationship, you got to take care of business. But if you fucking around, do not pay for her hair. Do not pay for her nails. If that's your girl, treat her like a queen. But if that's just somebody you just fucking, that's just what it is. That's just that's just what it is. If you're my girl, all right, I'll pay the rent. I'll take care of the food. You pay a percentage. A percentage could be 30%. And that could be... Three utility bills. And I think it's fair. Okay. Yeah, I think that's more than fair, to and be then, honest. And then on top of that, I pay for the food outside when we go outside. Majority of the money that I spend is what it is for my family. My family gets it. And at the end of the day, like, I want to spend more money on my girl because she don't ask me for shit. It makes, I, I just be like, all right, y'all want to spend, I want to go extra hard for her because she don't ask for nothing. Just to watch a movie with her, to chill with her, and be with her. And I'm just like, all right, I want to give her the fucking world. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, I think that's fair. So have you seen that Instagram post that's going around of the places that women will not go on a first Let's date? Up. Let's put it up real quick. Let me put it up real quick. All right. Because there are a few places on that list that what's the I name of it? The list? love. What's the name of the place? Oh, the, what's the Dutch Nugent? Hold on, Nugent. Let me see if I can pull it. I just saw them posting up this list right now. And I said to myself, all right, hold on. So the number one on the list is Cheesecake Factory. Number two is Applebee's. Number three is Chili's. I haven't seen the Chili's in years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're usually in Jersey. Pretty much. Then you got Chipotle, the movies, your house, any fast food thing. <laughs> your house. 
I mean, that's a booty Definitely call. your house should not be your first date. I agree with that one. I mean, we but they have they, Red Lobster yeah. on the list. And honestly, I love Cheddar Bay Biscuits. If a man were to take me to Red Lobster on a first date, I wouldn't be so mad about it. You know, like, I love Cheddar Bay Biscuits. And even though, like, I have a toxic relationship with Red Lobster, because even though I get a stomachache every time I go there, yeah. um, I still keep going. Like, I go with my daughter all the time to Red Lobster. It's just something that reminds me of my childhood. A lot of these places... The Oh, I love hookah bars. I mean, I'm Dominican, so <laughs> I think that's just like, it is what it is. I don't mind that. But, like, what I'm saying is I feel like this list is going viral all over the internet. And, um, like, yeah, I get, like, a woman, I guess, wants a man to take her to, like, a classier place on a first date. But w- what you just said earlier was, like, that it takes a couple of dates for you to really get to know someone. Pretty much. And also, if a man is then going out He's, he's single and he's dating. He's the one that it's expected to pay for the date. I do agree that a man should pay for the first date. Um, if he's spending $150 here, $150 there, $150 on the third girl, and those dates aren't going to like a second date, then that's also like expensive yeah, for men. Absolutely. And they don't even know, like you said, you got catfished before. So <laughs> let's say you drop 100 bucks on this date and you got catfished because you're not the type that's going to stand up and walk out and leave the girl after... Meeting her, so nah, like I, I feel like I have to deal with it. Exactly. So what I'm saying is, like, I personally, for people that follow me on Instagram, I always think that a first date should be something quick, where it's gonna be uh, inexpensive, and where you guys are just gonna meet in person, just to even see if the initial chemistry is there. So I always tell my followers that a first date should be a coffee date, which is on that list. Starbucks. Um, or like just meet up for drinks at a bar, like one or two drinks at a bar. But I also do it for myself because I don't like to spend, if I already, if I meet you and from the beginning I know like, all right, the vibe's off. He doesn't look like his pictures. I'm not interested. Yeah. You know, like I, this isn't a guy I would want to sleep with. I don't want to sit on his face, you know, because that's something that I could tell. <laughs> Honestly, if I don't want to sit on a guy's face, then it's not going anywhere. That's just, that's in my head. That's what I think about. Because sex is very important. So if I can't picture myself sitting on your face over the first 20 minutes, it's not happening. But yeah, I'm going to friends, friend, friend zone you. What so, about the, what about the, that initial, like, <laughs> what's that? That feeling when you know off the rip and the blood starts boiling and it starts exactly. racing. And you got the fucking animalistic instinct to be like, agarrame coño. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, that, but that's what I'm saying, though. Um, I wouldn't want to go on a dinner date, even if it's like Red Lobster, or even if it's Cipriani's or Carbone, yeah. with someone. If after, if even before we order the appetizers, in my head, I already could tell that like I didn't get that feeling. So I'm not gonna like this person past the yeah. first date, you know. So that's why I always tell followers to go on quick, small dates at fun first. Dates too. Yeah, or fun dates. You get to see a personality. Yeah. Personality is very important when you're meeting somebody. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Like, you have to do things like that that makes you see different sides of people. And people are like, oh, he took me out to um, Mr. Chow, or he, we went to, uh, what's his other spot in the city? Um, Tao? Jun Lao. Oh, Jun Lao. Jun yeah. Lao Supper Club. Like, or you, you, know, Club. You, or you say, or you say, like, whatever's the, oh, like, uh, say less. Say less is one of the newer ones that's out in the city. Yeah. Like, it don't. Like, the restaurant don't matter. It's the person you date, not the restaurant. Right. The place, like, you could you could really, you know that saying, like, home is wherever you want to make it. Like, you could tell, like, you tell you, I could tell Jen, like, yo, 
she's my home. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, that's home for me. You can make home anywhere. It just whatever person you with, they make the experience fun. You make you and that person got that chemistry. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, over the summer, mm-hmm. date number 25. <laughs> I like how you got them numbered. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got them numbered. And in my head, I know exactly who is who. Date number 25 over the summer. Do you have the them in your phone book as the numbers? No, I don't have them saved as, <laughs> as numbers. No, no, no. I should. I should. You should put the name with the number. I should. I should. I should. But I'm not going to forget. I already know. But date number 25. He uh, gives me an address. I go to the address. I got there first, okay. right, of this restaurant. That's smooth. It's like a little hole in the wall. There was nobody there. It was a Saturday night, and the place was empty. I text him. I say, there's no way I'm going here. And he's like, what do you mean? They have, like, the most amazing Dominican food, whatever. And I was like, yeah, but it's a Saturday night. Like, I'm dressed up, and this is, like, a little hole in the wall. I was like, I'm not going. I was like, where else can we go? And I was in Long Island, so I'm like, this is your place. Like, you pick. So he picks uh, Noche de Colombia. So we go to Noche de Colombia. It's Long Island. The, the options aren't that great in Long Island compared to the city. So he picks Noche de Colombia. Yeah. And the place was actually really nice. It had a live singer and everything. Okay. Like, the food was amazing. And date number 25 was, like, my... Uh, he was, like, my kryptonite, right? He was... It was the love of my life for the whole summer. I just cut him off <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> but... um. However, we then went on, like, a second date. He took me to this hole in the wall that he tried to take me the first time. Yeah. And the food was fucking amazing. Should have went on the first date. I should have gone on the first date. But I judged it because it looked like a shitty restaurant, (laughs) to be honest. It just looked like a shitty (laughs) restaurant. It looked worse than, like, the places in Washington Heights. And I was just like... No, there's no way, because I was dressed really yeah. nice. You know me. Like, I dress up. Like, I was dressed up, dressed up. Oh, you, and I was like, there's no way this guy's taking me here on a date. Um, but I ended up, like, falling in love with him, and I ended up being with him for, like, the whole summer up until, like, recently. And I we ended up going back to that restaurant, and it was, like, the most amazing thing ever. Okay. So, yeah, this list that people show around just goes back to your point of, like, girls are getting more delusional because of what they're seeing on social media. They're seeing, like... The accessibility to everybody is what it is, really. Yeah, the accessibility, or they're just seeing also what the stars are doing in their relationships. And they feel like, if for my birthday I don't get 10 Birkin bags, then I'm dating the wrong guy. But that's not real life. I feel like people are... Like, there's a fine line between real life and, you know, what's not reality, and people are just, like, slipping up. And their expectations, like you said, are just insane. Paris, the only thing, I mean, everything you just had to spout on is just the way, just the thought process alone, the way people think nowadays, it just baffles my mind. That 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 just baffles my mind on that one. Just like, I don't, I'm like, all right, you guys got it. <laughs> there's no, yeah. there's not, there's no going back and forth. Like, you know what? All right, you got it. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, though, some men are also delusional too. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, some guys expect you to act like a wife before they even commit to being your boyfriend. Like, they're here expecting home-cooked meals. They're expecting you to stay home, like, even if they're not taking you out. Like, Oh, really? That's, yes. I, that's been my experience while I've been single. Like, they'll complain, like, oh, you're having a drink with your girls. Like, you should stay home. A woman belongs at home. Yeah, I've been hearing that a lot. And it's not just, I wouldn't say, that it hasn't just been, like, one person. It's, yeah. This has been, like, a repetitive thing, you know? And they are like expecting... Yeah, like kind of possessive, but we're not in an official relationship. Mm. Expecting me to do things like cook. Yeah. 
uh, clean, things like that. When it's like, give them a bath. I'm not, <laughs> give them a bath or something. I don't know. But it's like, we're not in a relationship. So it's like, you're expecting me to be a wife, but you're not yeah. acting like a husband, you know? True. So like, or, or, or you're not even asking me to be your girlfriend officially. We're not even like official. Yeah. You, you know, know you but you're having all these ex expectations. You know, if you make them a sandwich, it's over. <laughs> a sandwich? Yeah, a sandwich, yeah. Well, when I cook, I cook more than a sandwich. Nah, it's like a saying. It's like, listen, baby, go get daddy a sandwich. <laughs> like, I okay. have I have not heard that. But that's when a woman is feminine, and that's when she's your girl. When she makes you a sandwich, it's a little saying. You ever is something that Anthony Mackie, he's an actor. Okay. He said it, and he was like, you know, if I tell if I tell mommy to go make me daddy a sandwich, you go make daddy a sandwich. That's just what it is. And that's fine. What I'm saying is, I don't have a problem doing these things for men, but yeah. then let's be in a committed relationship. Yeah, I agree. That's what I was Guys saying. Guys are yeah. expecting these things, and then they're still here uh, disappearing every other weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? All of a sudden, they're not answering back your calls or responding to your text messages, but then they're expecting this type of treatment on a regular basis. So that's what I'm saying. Like, women are delusional too, but so yeah. are men, you know? Or <sighs> even just in, like, terms of looks. Like, they... You know, there's, like, these girls on Instagram that have their bodies made or they look a certain way and men, like, kind of have that expectation as well. I think that's so stupid. Two fucking pine mangoes on sticks and you walking around thinking you the hot shit. You said mangoes on sticks? <laughs> yeah, with the, you ever seen a woman that get, like... <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. You never seen the skinny girls with the stick with the stick legs and they got the big old like basketball looking ass that protrudes out? <laughs> yeah, I know you've seen it. Yeah, right? I've seen it, of course. Go, They're all over. Go to any nightclub. You see one of the hosts, like, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> nah, but I mean, a, a fake body don't do it for me, so I'm good. A fake body don't do it for me. Like, yeah, you see, it's like, okay. I mean, I, I ain't knocking it. It's nice to look at. Nice to be behind. But I'm, uh, it don't, it's, <laughs> not, it's not It's not what I want. If it comes my way, it comes my way. It's like, hey, I hit a three-pointer. Yeah, I hit a three-pointer. I'm good. All right. That's it. All right. <laughs> All right. So the another question from my followers. Okay. How do you feel about women hitting on you? Like, if you were to be out, and you're at a club or a bar or, I don't know, a coffee shop, whatever, Starbucks, and a woman comes up to you and she's hitting on you. <laughs> because that's that's more common these days. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very flattering. Um, so But I it was, doesn't turn you off or get you a little scared? It, the anyway, thing is, is or... I was always shy growing up. Okay. I, but I hit it well. Okay. I was hiding the, my shyness very well, so... What I would unintentionally do was ignore women because I was so shy. <laughs> and every woman likes to be ignored, unfortunately. So it's just how they're wired. <laughs> hey, baby, I love you. Let me buy you some flowers. Let me buy you some chocolates. Nah, I'll see you on next Friday. Uh, he's my 5 o'clock appointment. All right, you don't hear from me for three weeks. Why haven't you called me? Why haven't you texted me? <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. I mean, you know you know what I'm saying? You'd be like, uh-huh. <laughs> So you like being hit on and saying, oh, you don't, you're not against it. I'm not against you're okay. it. You're okay for with me, it because it like takes off some pressure off of you. Not even that. Like I've, well, I've changed from that. Now, if I don't, if for me to really like somebody, I got to talk to them first, and that's a whole different ballgame. But I'm married, I'm good, so I'm chilling now. But I think a woman hitting on a man shows that she likes him. Like there's certain women that are kind of super aggressive with it. In my past, 
like, I remember going to a club, probably like five or six, not going to say the time, many, many moons ago. <laughs> and I remember there was a beautiful girl. She had like that, the future hat on. Like, you know, when they, everybody started wearing those hats, those yeah. like big hats that were round and yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Very beautiful. And super aggressive and trying to get me to go home with her, but like pushing it. And I was just like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm good. And she was like, but why not? And I'm just like, in my head, if you're trying to do this to me, how many other men would you do this to? Yes. So she came across kind of like a hoe. Or, or at least that's how you viewed her because she was so aggressive. I'm not even going to label women hoes because you know what? You can't really you can't really label a person a hoe if you've done things in your life. You know what I'm saying? That's like, true. I think I think that's everybody true. has that's had fair. multiple partners. Do I feel like women should be sleeping with multiple partners at once? I don't think so. I think they should have one partner and do what they do with that one partner. And when they're done with that person, because a woman's vagina is, is much more sensitive than a man's penis. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Tell me about it. pH balance <laughs> it means everything. <laughs> Trust me. What's the thing that the women use? Boric acid, some shit like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boric <laughs> acid. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, sleeping with multiple partners just throws yeah. off a woman's pH balance, and then that it's a whole thing to get it back to whatever it's supposed to be. But so on I, the topic, I agree with you on that. Yes. On the topic, it it also depends on the man. So that's just a personal preference. If you if it depends too, like if a woman sometimes it's like I remember I was going through a, a point in my life where I was just dating myself. Okay. I like that. And I and I actually saw that off of Paris and NYC, dating yourself. So I was like, okay, oh. I'm gonna date myself, <laughs> and I'm gonna take myself out. I remember I used to I used to be a stripper, you know, that I used to dance and I used to work at my Mohanas and I used to do, um, the shots on Sundays. But I was it was very lonely and I didn't really know myself, so I wanted to date myself and see who I was. And women would come up to me and I would get annoyed. Yeah, I would get so fucking annoyed. You're like, annoyed. why are you invading my space? And the woman, woman would come up to me, and actually, this girl, the, one of the girls that came up to me, she actually became a very good friend of mine, and I got mad love for her. She was like, you know, what are you doing alone? What are you you're single? You eating? I said, I'm alone because I'm learning myself and I'm dating myself. I'm not looking for nothing. I'm not looking for anybody. I'm just want to be my own company. She kept on trying to talk to me, and kept seeing this person, and we developed an amazing friendship. That's amazing. And I was like, all right, God, God brought this woman into my life to be a good friend of mine. All right, cool, I'll take it. Oh, okay, well, that's good. And yeah. I'm glad you were looking at my content yeah. and used it. Ah. <laughs> Give me a high five for that one. I really like that. <laughs> you see, guys, date yourself. Find out what you like. All right, so now this is going to be our last question, our last topic. So a woman these days will 99% of the time say their ex was a narcissist. <laughs> and sometimes they're right. But sometimes it seems like it's a it's a title that's just thrown around these days. Um, just like love bombing and gaslighting as well. However, I'm sure that women do this as well. Have you ever dated a narcissist? And how did you escape that or heal from that <sighs> or whatever it is that you want to tell us <laughs> if, you, if you've experienced it. So I dated a, a narcissist and it took me a therapist. It took me God. It took me ayahuasca. <laughs> it took me. Oh, my God. It took me such. I'm actually I'm grateful for the for the time that I had with the narcissist because the narcissist broke me down in a way that I needed to die and say that metaphorically. Obviously, I'm here recording. But, uh, you know, narcissism and dealing with a narcissistic person, they take everything 
about you. They listen to you. They hone in on you. They learn you like you're a science project. And then what they do is you say you like chicken. Oh, I love chicken. You say you like Hawaiian pizza. Oh, I love Hawaiian pizza. Everything that you love, they love it times a thousand. And that's when the love bombing begins. When the love bombing begins, that's when you start fucked. Because you know what? You start to say, oh, I'm in love. I'm infatuated. And then nine out of ten times, narcissistic motherfuckers, they fuck good. (laughs) Like, (laughs) let's keep it a buck. They fuck good. And you know what? When you got a good dick and good pussy, it's like, yo. That is true, though. (laughs) I concur that. (laughs) You get digmatized and you get the golden triangle. It's like, yo, like, I, I'm. I'm going to hunker down and fucking cramp onto this shit because I ain't letting it go. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, shit. But the thing is, they know how to use all your weaknesses against you. They know how to use all your positives against you. And they, it's never stable with them. You're always on a high or on a mega low. And they lead you down. They, they see, they exploit your bad habits. They exploit your bad habits. They pay attention to it. And they make sure you keep on doing the bad habits. They make sure they keep you to a point where you can't do nothing, where you're drained, you're zero, and they're on top, and they're always going to be on top. Because no matter, you get to a point in your life where no matter what you do is never enough for them. You could give them praise. You could do everything in the world for them. You're only as good as the supply that you give to them. So you're right. a supply. You're a supply of energy. You're a supply of life to them. You're a supply of just anything and everything to attention. them. Attention. Attention, finances, love, yeah. love sex. They're, if they have... Like, the person I know when I was with this person, I thought I was it was the love of my life. Oh, my goodness. The love of my life. But I also had a lot of growing to do. I was very naive and very stupid. But I thought this person was the love of my life. And they had me fucked up. Like, it felt like I was battling a drug addiction. Like, I was on heroin. The, um, the amount of times yeah. how I questioned my reality, how I questioned how I was living, the amount of times I would call my best friend, the amount of times I would be on the phone with her, with him, just calling them like, yo, like, I'm going through this right now. And I'm crying on the phone because I was questioning my life, questioning my reality, questioning what was real and what wasn't, who I was. Why was I being treated this way? Why was I being punished? Why couldn't I leave this person? Why did I feel so attached to this person? Why did I feel like I couldn't live without them? And all the experiences, all the fights, all the highs and all the lows, it ties into that. They gaslight you. They love bomb you. And on top of that, they exploit you everything from you it's not easy to deal with it never was easy to deal with but i do say this if anybody is dealing with a narcissistic person if anybody has dealt with a narcissistic person no contact is number one yes no contact yep number two if you're forced if let's say if it's a family member let's say if it's somebody that you're forced to see limited interactions don't give them anything to speak about keep it very short Remove your attention, remove your love. Always be on point with them. Narcissist, you can destroy them by calling them out on their flaws. The moment you attack who they are, they break like glass and they cannot handle it. Yeah, and I they're hurting that. their ego. To them, they're perfect. They're the God's gift to this earth. They, You can't do nothing. They can't do nothing wrong. Yep. That's yep. my take. So I dated a narcissist Oof. for nine years, right? And um, that relationship ended many, many, many moons ago, like you said. Um, 
However, in like 2020, this also person, they stalk they stalk you nonstop. They'll call you blocked. They'll show up <laughs> at your house. They'll send they you emails. They will definitely show up at your house. They'll send you emails, and <laughs> I got receipts. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. But I was with this person for nine years. Then we broke up a lot, like years, 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 years ago. Yeah. And then in like 2020, this person started kind of like harassing my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I had called him out on it and told him to, like, leave me alone. He didn't leave me alone. So then I took a screenshot of it, of, like, his messages, yeah. sent it to his wife, right? Then he got really angry about this and then started, re- like, threatening me. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to go back and forth. Because yeah. when you go back and forth with a narcissist, that's what they want. Yeah. Right? So he must have still wanted to feel like he had some power over me or something, which is why he was probably, like, reaching out again. I don't know. I honestly don't. Fear. I try to use the fear tactics. Right. So he's here, like, threatening me, saying all this stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'm not dealing with this. I went to the cops. I got a restraining order. I still have a restraining order on this individual. I didn't hear from them for a long time until not this summer, the summer before. They messaged me from a fake number saying that, oh, they have so many regrets, that I was right, that they wish they would have done things differently. <laughs> they do that, yeah. Whatever. And that's I, like, I think that's called breadcrumbing, something like that. I, I don't know the proper term, but that's something that they do. They come back. Like they use a birthday or some type of like... Uh, well, like this this yeah. was like no special occasion or nothing. This person oh, just so messaged just me out of nowhere. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm not feeding into this bullshit, right? Because that's what they want. They want the attention. All I wrote was just like, well... That sounds like a personal problem. That doesn't, sound, that doesn't sound like anything that has to do with me. So good luck. And I blocked the number, right? <laughs> then I didn't hear from them again. And so I posted my new bands on my Instagram account. Yeah. And I saw, I think it was Sunday night. I was laying in bed. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. And this person left a comment on my bends talking about because I wrote like a little paragraph about like how I went through so many struggles yeah. and now like I worked for this and I earned this and I gave this to myself right my new car and he had the nerve or I don't know the desire or I don't know what it is but he yeah. couldn't help himself to write a paragraph mind you there's a restraining order I could if I was a, a bitch I would put him in jail you should because I have a restraining order there's full stay away no contact at all And he wrote a paragraph saying something like, oh, this is kind of like my story of how I came from struggle and made it, blah, 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 congratulations. He had to make me buying myself a car somehow related to him when he's been out of my life for like almost 10 years now. (laughs) I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, you know what? I started writing back like an angry ass yeah. message and I'm like, no, this is exactly what he wants. Yeah, he, he wants your attention. He wants some sort of attention, validation. Yep. Like, no, motherfucker, this has nothing to do with you. You've been long gone. My my success story is my own. It has absolutely zero to do with you. Yep. You you have any you've been removed so far from my life that whatever motivation I've had to become better, I would yeah. say it was thanks to my ex. The last one I was just with, like, mm. in February, right? Not thanks to somebody that I left 10 years ago. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> that's, a, that's a fact. But that's that's a narcissist. Yeah. He, destro- he showed that till to this day he's narcissistic because why does my success have anything to do with you? I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you something off the record. <laughs> I always get these text messages, right? My, my phone, I haven't changed my number, and... We're talking about the the topic of them reaching out to you 
and saying it's a different different number, different person. So I'm always getting these different text messages. Somebody the other day, somebody texted me saying, uh, "Madge, are you ready to go to a badminton club thing?" Like I get I get all these different text messages from like random numbers. numbers, and it's always like, "Hey," like, and they'll use a name of somebody that I know. Oh, like, like trying to get you to talk back. Like my therapist's name is Teresa. Oh, here we go. Hello, Jack. I have returned to Hong Kong. How was your work recently? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, and I know a part. Listen, a part of me knows. I know who it is, and I, I just laugh every time I get these messages. I just laugh because I'm like, you lost the greatest thing you could have ever had, which is me. <laughs> but yes, you are. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, and. You going to sit here and tell me you ain't sick? Of course. You sick. You tight. You upset. You ain't getting this pickle anymore. Fuck that. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. (laughs) Good times. Well, yeah, but I'm glad you got out of that. And look, you went through all of that. Mm -hmm. You said, you said therapist ayahuasca for those that don't know what ayahuasca is it's like a ritual that's done in the mountains of peru yeah it's a drink that you drink it's a basically it heals you internally and if you want to be one of those people that follow and take the red pill be my guest right and um it opens you up more spiritually as well yeah the third eye pineal gland yeah so um, you went through a lot of things mm-hmm. to get out of that. I mean, I spoke about my healing process yeah. in episode two. Oof. If I would have healed properly or taking the steps like that you've taken or that I've taken now recently, back when I left that guy from 10 years ago. Oh, I was moving laterally. I would have definitely not ended up again in a with another narcissist and in a re- repetitive cycle. Because yeah. I literally dated, after that guy that I was with for 10 years, I dated mm-hmm. two guys that were just like him, but just physically look different. But it's like the same demon in different bodies. But that's the steps that we must take. Yep. Um, and, you know, and guys, you heard it from him. There's female narcissists out there as well. Female love bombers mm-hmm. as well. Female gaslighters as well. Yep. Um, so if you're also a guy listening to this and you're dealing with this, you know, just make sure you take care of yourself. That's and you fact. need to escape and no contact. I think that's where people fail because yeah. they want to, oh, maybe they keep thinking that maybe this person will change. Nah. Like, oh, maybe if she misses, maybe if I let her miss me for a month, she'll she'll nah. change. Like, those people don't change unless something drastic has happened in their life, like a death or a near life, you know, near death experience or something. I'm going to give you one thing, one thing. What I One of the things I had to do to get over this person to make sure I did not break the no contact because it felt like it was a drug addiction. I put a post-it for 31 days up. I had one through 31 every day of the month for the month that I was in. And I would take that post-it with me and I would write, do not contact her. Do not contact her. And I did that day one. And I would have all those. They were already pre-marked, the date, what date it was. And I wrote, do not contact her. And I would look at it and I would say, uh, at the bottom, I would have something positive to myself. And I would read that to myself every time I felt like I was going to call her. And I would be like, yo, you know what? All right, do not call her. When I was done with the day, I put it in the cookie jar. And at the end of the month, I would look at it. And that was a reflection of everything that I accomplished in terms of callousing my mind and making me stronger to handle it. Good. I remember you told me that. Yeah. I remember I did the post-it thing. 
you help me out too. You see, we help each other out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember that. I remember doing that <laughs> yeah. when I was uh, trying to get over my last relationship. Yep. Because it does feel like a drug addi- addiction. Yep. Because they bring you to such a low low, mm-hmm. like you said, and you feel like, oh my God, why can't I? Like, I can't live without this person. Yeah. And they're the only ones that could take you out of that. Or that's how it feels to you. Yeah. Like, once they call or once things are good, mm-hmm. it's like you're back up here, like on a high. Like, they don't even have to do anything special, but just like kind of be around and show you some love again. Yeah. And um, it is, it, it is definitely a love addiction. That's uh, what it is. It's, it's fucking, it's, it's fentanyl on steroids. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're at the end now of our podcast. Is there any other thing you would like to say um, before we wrap it up? Anything can, can, on your can mind? It, can, it, can that be a little controversial? Yeah. There's only two genders. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's why I dropped the mic. <laughs> well, thank you for being with me, Mr. <laughs> Mercado. Um, I hope to see you on the big screen very, very soon. Hollywood's waiting for me. Yes, I know it. I believe in you. So that is all, guys. Remember to follow me on Instagram, underscore, Paris and NYC, underscore. I am Paris and NYC, and thank you for listening. Bye.